You're listening to All Things Relax with Sandy D. Inspiring women to relax, rejuvenate, and find their inner zen. Here's your host, Sandy D. Hello and welcome to our show. Today I'm talking with Tamina Ferdos, founder of Candid Phrases based in the UK. Hi Tamina, thanks for joining us today. Hi Sandy, I'm so excited to be here and thank you so much for having me on the show. How are you doing? Doing great. I'm so excited that we're doing this. <laughs> so let's get started. <laughs> All right, let's do Could it. you tell our listeners? Let's do it. <laughs> Could you tell our listeners more about you, your background, and candid phrases? Yes. So I am originally from Bangladesh and I am I just turned 29 a couple of months back and I started Candid Phrases in the middle of the pandemic. So I have been working as a fundraiser and proposal grant writer for a no- for an international nonprofit for the past four years. And while that job was great, it afforded me a lot of privileges and I got to learn a lot. And, you know, I got to go to different places like I could travel, which was amazing. And I had yeah. great co-workers as well. But there was just something on the inside that I that knew that I wasn't meant for this job. And despite all these amazing things, I was miserable every morning when I had to go to work. So I decided that I'm going to try to do something of my own and which was great. Initially, um, I thought that I was going to be a VA because that sounded like the easiest and fastest way to get your service based business started. (laughs) Or at least that's what the Google told me. Um, Right. And I tried for a year to run a VA business unsuccessfully. It was terrible. I was so confused and I was just like running around like a headless chicken back and forth, unable to make a decision and just, you know, I was not aligned with that path at all. And then I came to the, as in I meditated on it and I um, just really reflected on the inside, like introspection. And I asked myself, okay, what is it really that I can do? And the answer just came to me, you can write. (laughs) And when that came, it was just so obvious. I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense because you were literally five years old when you wrote your first story. So (laughs) (laughs) hence Candid Phrases was born. Sometimes the most obvious things, we just don't see it. It's like so evident, but unless we like step back and reflect on it, it's just, we don't, we're not seeing it for whatever reason. Like we have to like slow down and just kind of take some time away and just think it over. So that's kind of cool. I like that story. Yeah, wow. exactly. I have to zoom out. Yeah. So can you share too with our listeners, if you don't mind, um, You are now working also, in addition to a business owner, you are also, if you don't mind sharing, working on your second master's degree? I am. Can you tell us more? I was 
Yes. I <laughs> so I have a master's in English literature. And um, so for the past four years, there was this master's program uh, by the Erasmus Mundus scholarship body on gender studies. So that was a program that I had been wanting to apply to for the past four years. And every time I would just stare at the portal and at the last moment, I would not apply because I would be like, oh, you know, this has got to be very competitive and people from better universities with better grades and better job experiences and just smarter people in general are going to apply. There is no way you're going to stand a chance and get this scholarship. So, you know, at the end, I would just like end up not applying. But this year, um, I was just like, you know what? I, I have nothing to lose. Just, you know. I'm exactly. <laughs> What's the worst I can do is say no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, okay, so if they say no, then they say no. But, you know, hearing no is difficult. It, it just does something to your self-esteem. So yeah. this time I, ju- I just decided that, you know what, I'm not, I'm not going to let this mess with my self-esteem. If I don't get it, it doesn't mean anything about me. Um, right. So I just applied and... Then I got my acceptance letter. Oh my gosh, that's so cool! <laughs> and you're like, you're like, wait a second, now what? <laughs> I, I know. I just stared at the letter, and I think I read it like twenty times. And I'm like, wait, has there been some mistake? Did they mean to send it to somebody else, and then they just accidentally send it to me? Um, but no, it, it was for me. Here I am. I'm in UK right now, and I am studying for my second master's in gender studies at the University of York. That's really cool. And then you, you had spoken with me offline earlier about the fact that it's like a you get to go to two different universities as part of this as part I of this do. program. So it's yeah. very international. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is. So it's a two year program, and you spend each year in a different European country. So. Um, so I got in before Brexit happened. So I got to come to UK. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Wow. That is so inspiring. You know, and you're talking about like the, you know, deciding whether or not to apply and then, you know, getting accepted and all. It kind of brought back a memory for me. Um, when I was making a switch from publishing into working with uh, my lifelong dream has always been working with international students because I myself had been an international student. Um, And I went to uh, l'Université de Montréal, University of Montreal, which is all in French. So I was like the, like lone at the time, lone American, like nobody else from the U S was there. (laughs) Um, And while I was actually there, I recognized some of the, um, services that they didn't really have at the time for international students. So I actually worked with their international student office to oh. develop programming. Oh, orienta- really like they didn't even have like orientation and stuff. Yeah. And I was going to do that after college. And then I got sidetracked because, you know, like, well, I don't have time to do the master's degree that I thought I needed to have at the time for that. And I did other things, but finally, you know, when there's something that you just like, it just kind of was like you're meant to work with in, in that area. It just kind of happened. Yeah. And so finally, after all these soul sucking years, you know, and I loved publishing, but it just, there still didn't have the international component to it. And finally oh. I had a mentor, I had a mentor cause I did like a practicum at, um, it was at George Mason university in their international student office. My mentor okay. said, 
you did like your minor in um, East Asian studies. Like, how come you haven't ever gone to like the jet program to teach English over in Japan? And I was like, what the heck is that? I've never heard of it because you're not going to recruit. Yeah. You're not going to recruit English teachers from a French speaking university. Of course I didn't heard about it, you know? So, (laughs) And they had like an age cutoff and I was like right at that, like kind of cut off. And I'm like, well, I'll try, you know, but what do I, you know, they probably won't take me because I'm not like fresh out of college. It's usually meant for like right out of college. And I applied and guess what? <laughs> I found out like on a Saturday that I got into the jet program to go over to teach in, in Japan. And I found out like on the That's Monday awesome, that I was, ex- and I found out on the Monday I was expecting another baby. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, oh my God. I know. <laughs> And anybody else probably would have said, oh, screw that. I'm not going to deal with moving overseas. I'm like, oh, I'm going. <laughs> so, yeah. That's so the spirit. That's, that's the spirit. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I just said, when you're talking about, you know, whether or not should I apply, should I not apply? And I'm kind of thinking about that because it was kind of like, well, should I even try? I'm like at that upper age cutoff. They're not going to want me and this and that. And I think often as women, we sort of have a lot of like that self-doubt that kind of kicks in. But it's great when you like push yeah. yourself out of that comfort zone and you just just go for it so, so, so i'm really true. happy that you got that so, so i'm really happy you got accepted that is just so cool and like <laughs> good so timino when we last talked you shared with me a powerful quote from muriel rukizer i'm probably not saying her name right it's the universe muriel rukizer, rukizer. i was gonna say that, I thought, oh, that's, uh, that's easy. <laughs> muriel rukizer the universe is made of stories not atoms so can you please share yeah. how this beautiful quote inspired you to create an upcoming course that you're working on? Yes. Oh, I'm, this is so exciting for me. Okay. So I came across this quote when I was probably 19 and I was in the first year of university and I was taking a creative writing course and our professor had put that on our course outline at the top of our course outline and the the moment I saw it I was like oh the universe is made of stories and not atoms that makes so much sense (laughs) and that that has just stuck with me through all these years and when I started copywriting And I started looking at all the different copywriting techniques and I started studying them. I just felt like, you know what, instead of remembering all these techniques, like to come up with the weirdest acronyms like IDA, IDA is the most common one, but there are like a bunch of different others. And I'm like, "Mm, it, it, it doesn't feel right. So then I figured, you know what? When you're writing copy, you're essentially telling a story. Right. You're telling a story about how a person has a problem and they're being called to solve it. And you are there as as a guide or when either you're a service provider or you're making the kind of product that's going to help them or you're a course creator or you're a coach. So and you help them on their journey to get out of that problem and succeed and to break free of whatever is bothering them. So it's essentially a story. It's a hero's journey. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) So that's, 
Yeah. So that's that's how I started thinking about how storytelling can be an element in businesses. And when I Googled it and I fig I figured out that it's already a thing. Right. Storytelling in business exists as a concept, but I just didn't come across um, any kind of very detailed resource that teaches you how to do it. So I was like, you know what? I have a master's in English. I know how stories work. I know how to write stories. I got this. Oh, cool. <laughs> I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> well, I can't wait. So you'll be, um, so you'll that- be working on a uh, pretty much a digital course then that will address that. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Yes, I am. I, I have already started working on my digital course and it's going to, so it's, I'm calling it story magic. I love the and name. It's essentially going to, thank you. Oh, that's, that's just the name alone. So it's essentially, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The name alone just piques my so much. I'm so glad you like it. I mean, it. that just, the name alone piques my interest. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to have this. I can't wait for it to come out. <laughs> So, wow. Oh, that makes me so glad. Thank you so much, Sandy. <laughs> yeah. So, uh it's it's going to be a digital course and uh it's 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 going to essentially walk you through how to present your offer in the form of a story because our brains are hardwired for stories. Like, tell me a fact, I'll forget it immediately. Tell me a story, I'll probably forget the names of the characters or where it was said or when it was said, but I will remember the story. Exactly. Yeah, no, just I'll remember it. it. Yeah. And that's how our brains work. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. So, essentially, if you're telling a story, when you're presenting your offer, your clients and your audience will remember you. And that's the idea behind the program to get your audience to remember you and um, eventually to empty their pockets. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I cannot wait. Yeah. Um, once you release that, um, circle back to me because I can always add like link out to that once you release it um, in the show notes because I am confident there are going to be people interested in buying that. <laughs> so. I will definitely definitely do that. Thank you so much. So thank you. We are going to take a short break. And when we come back, let's talk about the copywriting and copy editing process. Are you a life or health coach looking for a way to connect with potential clients? Having your own podcast is a great way to broaden your reach, share your expertise, and build relationships with your audience. My producer G and I invite you to check out our e-course, The Introvert's Guide to Rocking Your Podcast. You'll learn how to define your show, get in the right mindset, and podcast like a pro. Find your star power and rock your podcast. Visit allthingsrelaxstudios.com. You have a voice and it deserves to be heard. So Tamina, could you please share some of the more frequent areas for improvement you see when reviewing sales pages or website copy and some strategies for dealing with that? Yeah, I think one of the most common things when I uh, that I notice when I go through my client's sales pages that I audit for them is that they seem to be under this impression that they're writing something that's 
probably as difficult as an academic essay. Um, but it, copy is not that. You don't have to use fancy words. You don't have to use a very strict structure, you know, writing. So all our lives, we are taught to write in a way that would suit uh, academic purposes, that would suit academic purposes. But copy is just so different from it. Um, so a lot of people are intimidated by writing sales pages when it comes to write their copy and they're not sure and they're just treating it as something that's as complicated as or as difficult as uh, a research paper which it which, which it's not so your copy is, is is essentially you it's words that are flowing from you whether it's in written form or not so I feel like, so this is an advice I give to my clients very often is that, you know what, don't, don't even think about writing. Just, just get the writing part out of your brain. Pretend that you're sitting with a friend and you're really excited about this new offer that you've developed and you're explaining it to them, what it does and how it helps people and how it's such an awesome thing that's going to change your client's life or at least solve a big problem for them. And while you're doing that, record yourself talking record yourself talking and you transcribe that. And then once you edit that and just like have sentences instead of just like long run-ons and rants, you have what you've left with, it's copy. Wow. I love that technique. Because when you're talking. Yeah, I love your idea. Thank you. And it's it's easy. Yeah. I mean, literally, because then you're speaking more from the heart instead of, you know, you know, bro marketer, exactly. you know, whatever. I love that. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's a great suggestion. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you're, yeah. So I'm a big believer. In... Yeah. Please no, I was on. just going to say, yeah. Like you were speaking to the fact that people think they have to sit there and write stuff in perfect English. And I was just thinking, yeah, like when I was a kid, people would joke around about, you know, having to write things in perfect English and would say, you know, because I'm taking from the U.S. perspective, oh, you have to write with the Queen's English is what we would say. But no, you're right. Like if you if you like write like you speak, it's going to be more relatable. Yeah. I love that technique. That's fantastic. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, I'm a big believer in energies and all that woo stuff. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I feel like when you're just investing so much of your energy just convincing yourself that you have to sit down and write you don't have any energy left to pour into the actual writing instead when you're just speaking about your offer to a friend you're just putting all your emotions and all your energy into and all your excitement into it and that translates into the copy yeah jumps right off the page exactly yeah Yeah. no you're right the energetics are very different Oh my gosh. Wow. That that's groundbreaking. I love it. <laughs> that is a really good hack. Thank you. <laughs> um, so thanks, Dumina. Thank Can you tell our listeners more about the resources that you have for coaches and content creators who are struggling with writing their sales pages? So I know like on your website, I think you've got um, a freebie with some tips and stuff. Yeah, so I have a freebie that's uh, that that's seven quick tips to 
better seven quick steps to better copy even if it sucks right now that's the name of my ebook um so (laughs) yes so it essentially uh it takes whatever you have already written so you know a lot of the times you'll very painstakingly write something and then you'll look at it and you'll think to yourself this sucks this is terrible like i think that to myself all the time i write a piece of copy and i go like this is the worst thing that you've ever written (laughs) (laughs) i mean obviously it's 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 a it's it's a process to get out of the thought process and um just being confident in what you do uh so but most of us are not there yet right and most of us don't write all the time and we just only sit down to write when we have to write something. So for those people, which is most of us, right. I have put together this ebook that gives you seven quick steps. So take anything that you've written and run it through those seven steps. So one of the steps, for example, is active voice versus passive voice. Um, so active voice is just so much more powerful than passive voice um, yeah. because it, it, it just really gets straight to the point. So just go through your copy and see all the places where you have used, you maybe have used passive voice and just flip that, flip that to active voice and it immediately sounds better. And that's just one of the steps. And I've got seven of those. So I have actually received quite uh, a good feedback uh, from all the people who have taken, uh, who have received this freebie from me and, I thought, you know what, let's take it one step further. So what I'm doing right now is I'm taking that ebook and I'm turning that into a workbook. Oh, nice. So that uh, they don't, yeah, not only do people get to see the seven different steps, they also get to practice, practice the seven different steps on their own copy. Oh, that's fantastic. So that's yeah. that's another thing that I'm working on along with Story Magic. Oh, wow. So you've got some really exciting products coming up. I can't wait. <laughs> that's cool. Wow. Yes, and then I'm excited too. Question for you. And then for those who just are just like, you know what? I totally suck at writing. No matter what course you give me, I can't do it. Are you still offering copywriting and copy editing mm-hmm. services? I am. Yes, I do offer copywriting and copy editing services. So um, I I think auditing copy is the most frequent request that I get from my clients. And they're like, hey, I've written this sales page, but I feel like this sucks. Can you please go through it for me and tell me how I can improve? So this is the most frequent request I get. So um, I do that and I write sales pages. I write website copy and I do offer email, but um, I haven't really... Honestly, I I focus more on sales pages than emails. Right. So that's your like forte. Yeah. That's your niche. (laughs) Love it. Wow. That's cool. (laughs) So when we come back, I want to. Yeah. Go ahead. And I also focus on coaches and course creators because I think they're awesome. And I've had a couple who changed my life. So that's who I dedicated my profession to. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we, I did want to touch on that too, that that's really your market is going to be those out there who are offering like their coaching services or if they're like digital course creators, um, that that's really the target market. Like if they're trying to, um, promote their services to have the right copy that resonates with the the ideal client, that that's really your forte yeah, and your niche. Yeah. Thank Yeah. Great. Um, when we come back, I want to talk more about what you do to relax and rejuvenate. Are you a coach or a digital content creator? Does writing your sales page feel like an uphill battle? Relax, do your best, and delegate the rest. Contact Tamina on IG at Candid Phrases for your copywriting needs. Candid Phrases, changing words changes lives. So Tamina, what do you do to relax and rejuvenate? And I know that let's put that in the context too of, you know, the pandemic is still raging all over the world here. (laughs) Okay. So um, I feel like this is a very loaded question for me because I suffer from uh, my own mental health issues. Like I have clinical depression and I, like the last one year at my day job also gave me anxiety. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> and let's not, yeah. let's not even go into past no, traumas. Yeah. So that's like a lot of mental health baggage that I carry around. Right. Um, <clears throat> so when it comes to relaxing, I often... F- I used to find it very difficult to relax and I tried meditating and I would be like, Oh my God, this is, this is difficult. I can't focus. I can't get my brain to just stay calm and focus on one thing or just like empty altogether. So I am glad to say that I stuck to my meditation practice and I actually got to a point where I knew how to just like, you know, take a deep breath and actually calm down and let go. So that has become a part of my daily ritual. So I wake up and I meditate and I do this other woo practice. So I have like a list of around a hundred affirmations. So I take my bottle of water. Uh So I take my bottle of water, I open it up and I read those affirmations out loud. And then I infuse it with the water, essentially. Right. And then I drink it. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Wow. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. So it's it's a very woo thing, but it works for me. It has a calming effect on you. Yeah. You know, there's something just about... And I love showers, long showers. I was just going to say, there's something about the intrinsic nature of water that is just so calming. And yeah, now I can see... I love, I love how you do that with the affirmations. I though. Agree. That's cool. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I grew up uh, near the beach. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I was going to say, I, where, where did, which beach? Yeah. So, um, I am originally from New York. I was born like literally in one of the five boroughs of New York city, but did not grow up there. I grew up in, on Eastern Long Island in a town called Southampton. And I could walk to the beach and like, I'm a cat lady. So we had two cats growing up. I know you're a fellow cat woman. 
and (laughs) our cats were indoor outdoor cats and if I would like walk to the beach my cat would walk with me and like follow along and walk on the beach with me it was so nice so but yeah I love there's something about water that it's just yeah relaxing just to hear it you know the waves crashing yeah yeah yes I know it's it's just so relaxing. I remember this one time I was at the beach at 3 a.m. and it was pitch black darkness and it was the only thing I could hear was the ocean wow. and it was the most pro- one of the most profound experiences yeah. of my life. Oh wow, that's neat. You know when we were kids my mom once took us to one of the beaches um we had tons of beaches where I grew up. Um one of the beaches um, it's called Long Beach, and it's technically over in like Sag Harbor, which is right next to. Yeah, it's, it's probably a different one, not the one in California. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we went at nighttime one time, and if you dipped your toes in the water and moved the water around, it had like phosphorus in there, so the water would light up. It was so cool. Yeah, yeah, it was a really cool experience. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so I. Th- I uh, I think they call it bioluminescence. I think you're right. Yeah. Yep. Is is that the same thing? That you're talking about? I think okay. so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, especially when you're a kid. <laughs> so. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I love how kids are just amused by every little thing, and everything is a novelty. Yeah. You know, and that that sense of wonder. It's a shame that we lose it when we exactly. grow up. Yeah, yeah, I know. Once we enter the work world, the nine to five grind, it kind of <laughs> crushes that. But that's why it's kind of nice to see. I, I love to hear stories when um, people are able to break free of that nine to five grind and actually go work for themselves and make an impact on you know others. So, so it's inspiring to hear what you're doing. I I can hear that. That has been such a blessing for my mental health, just being able to not worry about going to my job every morning. And, you know, it's, it's just worked. It, it, it's, it was a miracle. It was a gift from the yeah. universe. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh. Um, last but not least, I wanted to find out from you who or what inspires you or it could be who and what. Mm, inspires me in what way in any way you want so like if there's like a particular person or a particular like type of people who've you know overcome challenges or struggles or it could be like um it could be anything anything out there in the universe (laughs) okay so I feel like uh, there are a couple of poems that have got me through very tough spots in my life and got me through some bad mental health phases. So one is Still I Rise by Maya Angelou. Uh Uh, She's awesome. I love her. she's, She's like my... She's like my literary mom. Oh, I, love <laughs> that. I like to think of her. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, so I, I have read all her memoirs and, uh, you know, she, she's just this incredible, incredible figure who just overcame so much. And then after all of that, she decided, you know what? I am not going to let that define who I am. Uh 
I am going to give out love into this world. And that's what she did. She just, if, if you see any of her interviews, you just like, you know, you feel the love radiating from her. And it's, it's just amazing. It's, it's unreal. It's surreal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have, um, yeah. So that- I have a, um, 31 quotes to, what is it? To inspire, uplift and ignite you. I think that's the title. <laughs> and, um, it's a okay. compilation of inspiring quotes that I had put together back when the pandemic started. And there's several that are from Maya Angelou. So yeah, I'll have to send you a copy of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that. Thank you so yeah. much. Wow. Yeah. And on the flip yeah. side, um, uh, th- there is this other poem, very different, not, not very, but somewhat different from the energy that Maya Angelou radiates is is uh, the poem Invictus by William Henley. And I had that poem just like up on my wall and at my desk in the workplace, everywhere. So uh, it goes like, out of the night that covers me, black as... Um, Black as the pit from pole to pole. I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. So just the idea of your soul being unconquerable, it was just like meant so much to me. And and then I was like, you know, whatever terrible thing that I was going through, I would be like, my soul is unconquerable. Oh, I love that. That is really uplifting too. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I'm going to have to, in the show notes, I'll put references in case people want to to follow up and and go read those two poems because that's yeah that's beautiful wow (laughs) so Tamina thank you so much for taking time out to talk with me today Um, as someone who's worked in publishing for many years I really enjoyed listening to your refreshing approach to copy editing and copywriting Um, and I worked in the business side of it and also scientific um, editing. So it's more interesting what you're doing, <laughs> but thanks again. <laughs> you're so I'm sure what you did was great too. <laughs> it was more creative. <laughs> yeah. I did stuff like making sure like uh, drug monographs were correct. So that when manufacturers make medicines, they don't kill people. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Yours is way more. That's important. That's important. Yeah. Somebody. Yeah. okay but anyway it's been great to have you on our show today i really appreciate your taking the time especially with the you know this whole time zone difference and coordinating that so thank you so much for having me on this show honestly when you first asked me and i was like a podcast wants me yes (laughs) you have so much to offer the world yes yes So for our listeners, you can find Tamina on Instagram at Candid Phrases, and I'll post a link in the show notes as well as her other social media handles. I want to thank I am Candid Phrases everywhere. So on Instagram, on Medium, on TikTok, on website, Pinterest, everywhere, on LinkedIn. Oh, so you claim (laughs) on Pinterest. Yes, I'm Candid Phrases everywhere. You own it. (laughs) You've claimed your stake. (laughs) awesome (laughs) I want to thank everyone for listening we appreciate your support ciao you have been listening to all things relax with Sandy D inspiring women to relax rejuvenate and find their inner zen 
we invite you to leave a comment and review our podcast. Check out our blog at allthingsrelax.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at allthingsrelax. Until next time.